0: welcome to the efficient practice podcast if you want increased productivity profitability and a better quality of life this show is for you and now your host dr evelyn samuel hello 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 welcome to the efficient
1: practice podcast I am your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel, and I am super excited about our guest today for the podcast. you're going to hear so much information that's valuable, uh, and that will help you with your profession, whether you are a dentist or a medical professional or any profession. So today on the show, we have one of my really good friends. I've known him forever. He was with me from the very beginning. Uh, his name is Stanley Funches. Welcome to the show, Stanley.
0: Well, thank you so much, Elvin. I'm excited to be here.
1: Great, great. Um, it, this is going to be a wonderful episode. You. You have to stay until the end to hear all of these pearls of wisdom that Stanley is going uh, to drop for us. He, he's just a world of information. I can't wait for you to hear him. But before we get started, I'd like to say if you haven't, please subscribe to the show. It's the Efficient Practice Podcast. Please subscribe to rate and review the show. That helps us uh, to, to get rankings and also to bring you uh, valid content. And also, if you have not, please join our free Facebook group. It's called the Efficiency Now Network, where there are a lot of people like Stanley who are in the group. We're all in there trying to help each other and make our businesses run better to be more efficient, more profitable, and have more productivity. So, as we get into the show, I want to tell you a little bit about our guest today, Mr. Stanley Funches. Stanley has so many credentials, so I'm going to kind of try to tell you all of these things. So, for the show today, we have Stanley Funches, who is a certified financial planner, a chartered financial consultant, chartered retirement planning consultant, and he also has a master's in business. Stanley was born and raised in Clinton, Mississippi. He later went on to study finance and earned a BSM from Tulane University, and later an MBA from Sanford University. Stanley began, began his journey in financial planning over 20 years ago, earning his Certified Financial Planner designation and other professional designations. During his time as a financial planner, Stanley has served medical professionals, business owners, and retirees as they prepare for and maintain a comfortable retirement. Stanley has done numerous seminars and speaking engagements in his community and appeared on several news shows discussing financial planning topics. In 2001, he was awarded the Presidential Award by the Urban Financial Services Coalition. In 2007, he was profiled and labeled a wealth Pioneer, by Wealth Manager Magazine. In 2015, he was a contributing author to the Amazon bestseller, Voices of Inspiration, Real Life Wisdom for Living Your Best Life. Stanley is currently the owner of Intelis Wealth Management, a financial planning firm which offers investments and financial planning services to those seeking to attain financial independence. Stanley resides in Birmingham, Alabama, and is the father of three wonderful children, Ashley, TJ, and Christopher. In his time away from the office, Stanley enjoys basketball, golf, and reading. Once again, a welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Stanley Fudges, my friend. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And when you say 20 years, it <laughs> <laughs> it
1: makes me feel a little older. Than... <laughs> <laughs> Time flies, right? It flies when you're having fun. You know, yeah. we were we were just kind of chatting about that, even in terms of, I, I mentioned in the intro here uh, to you all, that Stanley is a, a dear friend of mine, and he has uh, been with me since the beginning. I've been practicing 20 years in dentistry now. It it really flies. Oh, yeah. uh, and when I started my first practice, Stanley was with me from the very beginning, so I, I cannot say enough about how good you've been for me in terms of um, helping me to plan and just how, how, um, how trustworthy you are. And that, that's big. That, that really is. So, yes, yes. Very good information. A very good friend. And just someone that you can really trust and, and depend on for sound uh, financial advice and, and guidance.
0: Well, I I think it's great. I mean, we we kind of started out together, right? I mean, you know, so you have, you've done a great job of, uh, you know, building a practice, uh, especially when you're here in Birmingham and, and, you know, starting out, you were great. You know, the challenge for a lot of uh, physicians, medical professionals is that you, you get all this great knowledge of how to do your, your career, your, you know, your discipline, but the business part of it is lacking. And, uh, Always found that you had a great keen sense of, of business and you had a, a desire to learn that and, and to get better at that. And so, and I just brought whatever I could bring to the table to help uh, from a
1: business point of view. So. Well, I appreciate it. I do. And I, I say that now, it's like out of my advisors and things, Stanley is one person I really trust to tell me to do, do the right things. I really do. So, um, before we get really deep into your interview, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? We kind of talked about it in your bio a little bit, but, but what was it that brought you into the financial arena? You do work with a lot of medical professionals. Um, so, what brought you here? Tell us a little bit about your background.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, in, in college, um, and I speak about this a little bit in the Voices of Inspiration book. Uh, but in college, I, I took an investment course. Uh, I knew I wanted to be in finance. I just didn't know what area of finance I wanted to be in. So I was in business school, and I took an investment course, and, and my, uh, my professor, Peter Rusciutti, uh one of the best professors uh, that you could ever have, uh, it just piqued my interest in investing and how wealth creation happened. Uh, so, uh, you know, that journey kind of led me uh, to seek a career. Uh, but early on, uh, after school, it, it just wasn't feasible uh, because it's just so much is needed to, especially in the 90s, early 90s, to start a career in, in, in investments or stockbroker or any of those fields. It was just difficult. So I, I went and had a career prior to joining uh, Ameriprise in 1998, uh, which is American Express at the time. And, to, because, and, and my thought was that I wanted to do financial planning, and they were one of the best in the business at the time of bringing people in and teaching them the principles of financial planning. And so uh, uh, because I felt like financial planning would uh, help people that were more like my parents or uh, people who, who were middle class much better than you know, trading stocks. So, how do you look at all these different areas of financial planning? So, once I started working there, I really learned too that I'm, you know, I'm entrepreneurial in spirit, and I started to work with a lot of other entrepreneurs because they were a lot like me. They saw the world like me, Uh, risk takers, but at the same time, how can I be a risk taker but mitigate my risk as much as possible? And 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 I want to be independent, and so I began to gravitate and work toward business owners. and entrepreneurs and people like yourself who who were also in the medical profession uh, and so just over time that kind of evolved uh, and I began to work with more dentists more physicians and get referred by more dentists and more physicians and and it became a, a large part of my practice.
1: Great, well good, that, that's good. We're so happy that you chose our area. <laughs> Because I, you know, I think that's important, even when we're looking at different types of professionals, like you, you look at in terms of, I'll use dentistry as the example. I know we have listeners from all kinds of backgrounds, but because I happen to be a dentist, I use dental examples, but we're not a commodity, you know? So some of us will have, you know, areas that we're really good in, whether some of us like to do implants or cosmetics or whatever it is. And, and by the same way, I would think your financial advisor will have, um so, some areas that that let's say for example if you're a dentist you might, might migrate to a person like you who has a lot of medical professionals as their clients yeah you? Uh,
0: and, you know i think it's just there's some unique um, areas with uh, physicians medical professionals a a typically it's the income that comes in you know you have uh income but you also have social expectations as well mm-hmm. and so how do you how do you manage uh the income that comes in, and, and the social expectations, also with the wealth creation. Because you know you work so hard for so many years to to uh, to get the education. Then it seems like okay, I'm here now, but I'm really not here yet. And so, how do you how do you manage all those emotions and all the things that you grew up with, how you thought about money, but at the same time build wealth and run your business? Because a business um, you have to you have to run it in a way that's, uh, totally different than, 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 you know, saying, Hey, I do this profession. And I love this it. my passion. or it's my discipline. Uh, but you know, it doesn't always pay the bills if you don't run it correctly. And so how do you, so the, so the balance is, the, the challenge is, Hey, I have this uh, thing that I work so hard for, but yet at the same time, I need to build wealth and I need to do it in a smart way. And so I, I find that very unique for uh, medical professionals. Um, uh, you know, and the emotions behind it. sometimes you come in with a lot of debt, Uh, you know, some people do. And so that brings another layer of complexity. You know, how do I pay down, pay off debt, but at the same time, um, you know, I got to invest in this practice. So how do I do that? You know, how do we prioritize that? Uh, Because I want to grow. So, uh, yeah, you know, so I think all those things uh, lend to someone seeking out uh, an advisor who can speak that language.
1: Exactly. And so what you're saying is, is so true. We have uh, an enormous amount of debt oftentimes. Uh, if you, if we don't, that you're really fortunate. But a lot of times we do. We're taking out uh, huge loans to to go through dental school or medical school and then open the practices. What are some of the other challenges that you see for professionals as they start to to run their practice and, and build it well, is it like you said, just planning and managing how to pay off the debt? Well, kind of like you just said, or are there any other challenges that we're running to us as, as medical
0: professionals? Yeah, so I, I think access to capital, right? I mean, I think that's a business owner um, uh, issue. You know, how, where do I get the capital for? From? But you know, a lot of the times they have different medical programs uh, where banks will will lend to. Uh, you know, dentist or physician, maybe more so they would someone who's in construction. So there are opportunities there, but understanding that where that, where those things are and, and how to utilize them uh, properly, uh, I think that's, that's a challenge uh, for, for medical professionals. But then there's also, you know, how do you, how do you define this? Uh, you know, I call it a fence, right? You got your personal side of the business and you got your business side. Okay. How do you manage each side of the fence? You know and how you manage those separately uh, you know I, I find that a lot of positions who are starting out in practice or even mid year mid time in practice uh, they don't manage that effectively okay I, I have my business the lines are blurred and sometimes you do more things and this this goes to everyone in service practice as well so it just applies to me as a financial advisor I'm investing so much in my business that I'm neglecting my personal and what you is that you go years and years down the road and you haven't done the things such as building adequate cash reserves on the personal side. You haven't done the things of building retirement uh, and, and, and having a good quality retirement plan. And so I think, I think that's a challenge that, that especially people who are in their own practice uh, have. And so how to, how to deal with that and how to implement steps early on to make sure that you don't have that problem Um, I think that's an important task.
1: So what do you say, Stanley, for someone who says, uh, let's say, for example, if they're they're in school and you have people come in and they say, well, you really need to start investing now, kind of like the compound effect. Right. So you, you need to start in your early 20s if you can, even if it's not much, because it's gonna become more and greater. But if you are borrowing, let's say, for example, for your education, and then you come out of school and you start a practice and it could be five hundred thousand dollars plus the openness practice, how do you how do you do that? Is it is it ever too late to start? Because you may not be able to start as early as others, you know, because of your investment into the education yeah. process
0: yeah so so you you should you should start the discipline though so even though though the amount may not be um what you might deem to be the the proper amount the the discipline and the habit and the and and the process that you put in place will help you as as those other things as you earn more dollars to to address debt even more aggressively or uh to to pay down your practice loan more aggressively at least you then have the systems in place and the process and the discipline and everything in place so that you can start uh, increasing the savings part. So, so, you know, I always, you know, when one says do one thing or the other, meaning I'm gonna pay down debt and I'm not going to save in cash or I'm not going to save in investments. I think that that's just as dangerous. Uh, and so you, you, you put those things, a plan in place to address all of it because as you build up cash, As you build up investments, as you build up your network, you'll need less debt down the road. Uh, You'll need less as you grow, as your practice grows. You can either self-fund it or you can fund it internally through the profits of the practice and you'll need less assistance from the bank, so to speak. Okay. I love what you
1: said, systems. I love systems.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. You're 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 great at it. That's why I need to listen to your podcast because, hey, I... I've seen a lot of dentists and physicians, and it's very, very few that have the type of systems and discipline and process of how to run a business that you have. And right. I'm also a, a customer of yours, too, so I understand how great you get people in and out. <laughs> That's <laughs> a that experience. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I know how wonderful that experience was for me and my family with you as a, our dentist, so.
1: Right. Well, thanks, Stanley. yes i love systems thank you thank you and 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 saying that and, and i have to say this because it's really funny in terms of our, our meetings you you are a customer of mine i'm a customer of yours but our meetings and and you may or may not remember this and, and i'm now in another state and and I started with Stanley when I was in Birmingham, Alabama with my first practice. But we would have our meetings. Stanley would get with me, and we would go over everything. We'd go over numbers. And I'd always say, Stanley, I just have a headache after we have the meetings. Do you remember that?
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> and you would say, why, Evelyn, you, things look good? And I'm like, but then I started thinking, I need to do so much more. I need to, and so I would always say, I just have a headache after we meet. But it was all good. <laughs>
0: I didn't give you the headache, but
1: I, <laughs> I know you, it was all me.
0: <laughs> yes, the pressure you're putting on yourself.
1: <laughs> you're right. It was the pressure I was putting on myself. And admittedly, it was, but it was just—it was just funny. I, I'd always say this. have a headache, yeah. but yeah, you would be giving me very good and viable information. But it, it was that self kind of, but we're our own worst critic and hardest person on ourselves. Right.
0: You know? And 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 so I would also say too, me a lot. People see sitting down talking to a financial planner or financial advisor and saying and, and having the thing about hey I'm going to the dentist right I, mean, I don't you know have that same type of anxiety that same type of anxiety and and so I would tell people that if, if, if that's your issue then you got to get over it because because you know there are a lot of people out there experiencing a lot of different things okay and there's there's really no perfect perfect practice or perfect person or anything. So to have someone sit down with you and give you an assessment of your strengths and weaknesses and how you get a roadmap to move forward, you know that's that's you got to get over the, the the initial part. Just like I had to get over the initial part to make sure I have healthy teeth, is <laughs> you know to to get over that initial part of, of fear and concern and anxiety, so you can get to the benefit. The benefit is um, having a good assessment of where you are and knowing what you need to do each and every day to to to, to hit your goals, hit your financial goals. And so I, I get that a lot from a lot of physicians. I mean, hey, you, or I get it from clients in general. Hey, I'm I don't know if I need to come and meet with you. I'm not ready yet. Or or hey, I didn't do everything we talked about the last meeting. That's fine. Let's see where you are and let's figure out where we need to be going, because the justice always have to be and there's no perfect situation i've met many many people and people who have created wealth or who were in a wealth situation that they had ups and downs and so so I would, that's what i would tell a lot of your listeners too is that hey we try to meet you where you are i mean that's that new term right now to you know try to meet you where you are and then try to get you to where you want to go good
1: good so so you mentioned it, i've used the term financial advisor i've used the term financial planner. What for, for those who may not know the difference, or if there's a difference, what is, what is financial planning and, and how does that differ from some of the other services that you provide?
0: Yeah, well, a great question. Uh, I, I think that, and people get it confused, the industry gets it confused, but for me, I think financial planners are, are gonna take you through a process. Financial planning is a process, right? Is where we sit and we gather all your information, very holistically, right? Uh, so you have your business, you have your practice, you have, you have, you know, debts, you have your family goals, you have, you know, something happening to you, what, what you know, how, how does your assets distribute it? I mean, we have all these things holistically that we talk about, and a lot of them are dependent on each other, right? So we get all this information and we sit down with you and we talk about your goals uh, and objectives. Um, so as we talk about your goals and objectives, then we begin to analyze gonna say hey hey okay, hey here are your strengths, here are your weaknesses. here are some things that that you can do a little bit better Here are a couple of strategies for that. What do you think about those So we get that feedback we get that feedback from you uh, and then we come and make recommendations so you know hey here you know based on where you're trying to go, here's a great option for you okay there are many ways. Um, to skin a cat, so to speak. I mean, there's so, there's so many different options out there. We're just trying to find the best one that fits you. It's not cookie cutter. It's, you know, which, which one to best fit your path and your goals. So, give you those recommendations that walk you through implementing it. So, then implement, implementation is part of the process. Okay, we got to walk you through implementing because all this great planning and recommendation and analysis is great, but if you don't implement anything, then, you know, that, that really is not leading you down a path to reach your goals. And then the then the most important part, I think that, that a lot of people miss the mark is that that our job is to help you review these things. So and, and it has to be done on a continuous basis because life changes, things happen, right? And so we have to make sure that that we're adjusting course, that we're that as those recessions happen, you know, change in family happen, uh, career changes uh, happen. Okay, so as those things happen, how can we make sure you stay on, on track? How can we make sure we, we adjust whatever we need to adjust accordingly in the best way possible? So it's a constant review. And so financial planning is a process. Some people may give you financial advice and that might be just it. And they might say, hey, here's a here here's something you should do, here's a product, or here's a something, and then you probably don't hear from them for three or four years or whatever, or if you ever hear from them again. And they just gave you a one-time kind of financial advice. But financial planning is a process of ongoing relationship.
1: Okay, good awesome. And so you 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 gave us the definitions and the differences of those. How, what other services do? Because you do wealth management too, right? So that goes a little bit of a step uh, a step farther, right? In terms of yeah,
0: so so in within that financial planning process is to help you make the best decisions, reach your goals and objectives. But at the same time, we're trying to grow wealth. You know, I like to focus on that work, right? Uh, I tell I tell a lot of people is that um, one of the things that physicians or any high-income professional or medical professional, we tend to, and I say we, I'm going to say um, people who grew up and look like me, who are in, you know, who, who may have uh, grew up in a situation similar to me, we tend to think of people as being rich by the income they make. And, you know, oh, they're, they're well off because they make a good income. But really and truly, the definition is not the income, it's what you keep, it's how you're building your net worth. Now net worth comes in all different, I mean, your assets minus your liabilities. So our assets are your savings, your investments, your business, right, your real estate, all those things are, are, are examples of assets. So how are we helping you grow those assets and reducing those liabilities, right? So business is a part of that. And for a lot of physicians, um, a lot of medical professionals, a lot of dentists. Your 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 practice is probably probably one of your biggest assets. And so, how do we help you grow all of that uh, uh, in a wealth management standpoint? To grow your network, to reduce your liability, uh, and grow your assets.
1: Okay. And all of this is moving. All of this is moving towards financial independence, right?
0: All of it is moving towards <laughs> financial independence
1: or financial freedom, as some people say. Right. yes so, so for the listeners what what are some steps like some basic items or action steps would you suggest for them to progress toward financial independence
0: yes yeah. yeah. so some of the things that i see that okay that i that people um uh, and it's in my book so we'll, we'll talk about that in a second but it's in my book some of the things that i i kind of noticed that and they're very basic but they're very important is that people do not do a good job of understanding their cash flow, money coming in, money going out. So once you understand money coming in, money going out, then you need to understand how much do you need for reserves, how much you need for cash, cash on hand. Um, Now, for business owners, there's a business need for cash on hand for your business, again, staying on that side of the fence, and then there's a personal that's a need there cash on hand on that side of the fence. So, so how? What are those numbers for you? And making sure you have enough. Typically, it's three to six months on the personal side, six months to a year on the business side. So, those are some of the first things that you can analyze in your in your family. Am I there yet? Mm-hmm. I say, hey, look. Do I have any type of retirement plan? Am I doing any type of investing? Am I doing any ta- ta- any type of tax saving strategies? Am I utilizing my business to help me um, to reduce my taxes as well? Am I using the, the things I can for my business? So that's, that's another part of the analysis. Uh, am I setting up those type of retirement plans? Uh, do I have a great accountant? Uh, you know, I think that that's bookkeeping and accounting and tax preparation are different than having a really good accountant.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's gonna help you figure out how it's going to be more forward thinking. How can I be more profitable? You know, How can I have tax reduction strategies? Um, you know, so do you have a good accountant that can do all those basic tax preparations, uh, bookkeeping, accounting functions, but also sit down with you and be consultative. The very best clients I have have a good team and they have a really good accountant with them. Um, best forward thinking. Uh, and, and very proactive in the service. So, evaluate that relationship and say, hey, do I have that type of accountant? Uh, because that is very crucial to growth. It's very because not only is it crucial to stay compliant, but it's crucial for growth. I think sometimes people just look for the compliance part of it and necessarily how can how can that relationship help you grow from a financial standpoint. So, those are some things that will tell you to look at it out.
1: Absolutely, and and that financial, or well, the the accounted piece uh, was something important that you helped me with when we were uh, working together. Because I started with one company, and we were looking for ways to find a, a company that was, like you said, more involved, uh, more in terms of the growth, and not just like you said, keeping up with the what would you say the the compliance, part, compliance yeah. aspect, which is very important. Which it is, is. Important. but but if your if your goals are something bigger, it's really important to have.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, it's that wealth creation thing, right? It's to have a team that's gonna help you create create and protect your wealth. That account is a very crucial part of that. Now you can't do it you can't it's very difficult to create wealth uh if you don't have the compliance part of it, right? Because if you don't know where your how if your accounting is all in disarray, then I mean there's there's really nothing that a financial planner can really do for you if your accounting is disarray. And so uh so, so you at least want to make sure that that's not in disarray. And then once you get the compliance piece in place, then you want to say, "Hey, do I have a relationship where, where mm-hmm. this person uh, is giving me the information that I need to, to become more profitable, to grow?" Um, and and and, and, good, and a good accountant can do that. And then you know, obviously, you want to have a great financial planner.
1: Right? Obviously, without <laughs> <Yes>. saying right. <laughs> right what about saying okay so you just published a new book i think it published maybe last week brand fresh off the press yeah congratulations thank you yes the book is called the quest for financial independence 10 areas of your planning you should not ignore right yeah. and it's from a planner's perspective is that okay.
0: right yeah so this is going to be a series of books and uh I'm praying that I can get through them and, and get them all. They're all, they're in my head. So this is going to be a series. This is the first in the series. Uh, and the series is observations of a plan. And, and that's important for me because uh, just like I was saying to you, the challenges of a business owner uh, are real. And, and I'm, you know, I've been 20 years in this business and 18, 20, 21 years in this business, and 19 of those years, I'll, I've been an independent business owner. So, so a lot of the same challenges that a medical professional or someone has that's opening on practice, I'm in the service of business or an attorney, I'm ha- I had those same challenges that I was going through the grocery stage. So what I didn't want this book to be was a preachy book. You know, hey, you need to do this, me wagging my finger. But I, I did want to say, hey, from observations, from me seeing all these wonderful people throughout my journey here, and and uh, many of them being very successful, and a lot of them helping them. Along the way to become even more successful, what are some of those principles and tenets that I can put in a book to share with people and say, "Hey, look, here are ten things that I've seen that if you can focus on these ten, you're gonna you're gonna right size your ship, or you're gonna grow your ship, or whatever." And so that's what this book, and that's that's kind of the point of view I'm trying to make. It. Well,
1: it's great. I have gotten my copy and I've started reading it, and it's
0: so good.
1: So mm-hmm. for our listeners. We want you all to get a copy. It's on Amazon now, right? It's available on Amazon. Yes,
0: yes, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon.
1: Okay, and again, it's the quest for financial independence. Ten areas of your planning you should not ignore. It's something. So get it,
0: read it, and review it. Yes, get it, read it, and review it. Yes.
1: Get it, read it, and review it. So definitely get it. Put some of those principles into action. You got to take action uh, and, and give you a review. Like I said, I just started reading mine, and it's, a really, it's really good from the beginning. It's some very well, nice. good, yes, very good practical advice. So, um, yeah, I suggest that all the readers get it and, and um, put a nice uh, good review on there and be looking for your additional ones that will be coming out as well in yeah. the future yes so is there anything else any other pearls of wisdom that you would like to share with the listeners
0: Wow um, yeah you, you got me on that one I mean yes <laughs> uh, you know I, I think that I, I think the biggest thing is and, and again I say this in the in the book as well is and I've said this earlier is the get started piece is uh, you know so you, you have your goals and objectives and you have your challenges to those goals and objectives um, you know, I was in the book, I mentioned uh, John Maxwell's book, Failing Forward. Um, so if anyone hasn't read John Maxwell's book, Failing Forward, I think at whatever stage in your life, you can be the most successful than is out there. But if you read that book, what it, it gives a perspective of that, that life is a process and that, you know, failures lead to, to success. And so what is up to you is kind of evaluate your situation. And figure out what did I need to do to hit to my next level, my, whatever my next level is. So a lot of times as entrepreneurs, going back to that first statement of why I started working with business owners and everything, we tend to have that mindset. It's, it's, it, we're grateful, but yet we seem to not ever be satisfied, right? I mean, of the achiever mentality. And so for those out there who probably listen to this podcast want to be more efficient, they probably have that same mentality, right? I want to just get better. I want to get better. And so having that thirst to get better, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. they're going to be successes and failures. So just to get started and understand, hey, we're all going to keep failing forward. And I, I just find that book, that book was a change in my life and how I saw my business and how I saw how I was helping people and, and what I was doing. And, and I think that that will uh, be a good lesson for everybody.
1: Well, very good, very good. All such good informi- good information. Thank you for so much, Stanley, for being on the show. Like I said, uh, Stanley is a dear friend of mine. Just really, really good person. So, I in terms of people that you work with. I have always worked with people and they say that you like, you know, like, and trust. And I say it all the time. He's definitely one of the people that I truly trust uh, as a friend and with my business. So thank you for visiting the show. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that?
0: Yeah, you, you can visit the website uh, and tell us WM.com. That's I-N-T-E-L-U-S-W-M.com. It has all our contact information. Uh, or you can email me uh, at Stanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y at Intelus I-N-T-E-L-U-S-W-M dot com. Um, I don't have as great of a social media handle yet. I mean, I, I, I have Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn, so you can look for me on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Uh, I'm going to try to get really active on those uh, in the coming months as so well. I'm inspired by your um, your last podcast with uh, Dr. Hussein homes I was going to say Anissa, but <laughs> so, so I'm going to get more active there, so I can get more information out to people. That, okay. That's how tag me now.
1: Okay, great. Well, you know what we can do for the listeners? Uh, some will probably be in my private Facebook group. I might just invite you in to answer some questions. I know that we I get questions sometimes from people who have heard the podcast who might have questions for one of our experts. So we can maybe do a live event where they can um, come on and ask you some questions live about how to uh, create their financial independence.
0: That's great.
1: All right. So that's a yes. You all heard it.
0: Yes. <laughs> I that, so I will do that.
1: Okay, well, great. So this concludes another episode of the Efficient Practice Podcast. If you have not, please subscribe to rate and review the show. I know that there are lots of other podcasts that you could be listening to, but I thank you for listening to this one. Uh, and if you could go to either iTunes, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, or a lot of those podcast meetings, please uh, uh, give us a nice rating and a review. Uh, and also you can join our free Facebook group. It's called the Efficiency Now Network. For there are a lot of people in there who have their own businesses, some people who um, are in there and just uh, working at other places, but we're all just trying to create more efficiency, more profitability, more productivity, and just have a better quality of life. So um, I thank you once again, Stanley, for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Great, great. And until next time, take care and be well. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast with Dr. Evelyn Samuel.